Good morning, Jordan. Good morning. How are you? Good. We are going to talk all about Christmas today. Yes. Do you like Christmas? Yeah. You do like Christmas. What do you like about Christmas? Um, we're going to open presents. Yeah. Something else you really like is after Christmas, we drive in the car a long ways. Okay. And who do we go visit? Grandma. Yeah. yeah. Do you like going to Grandma's house? Yes. You do. You do. What do you like? What do you like doing at Grandma's house? Um, play outside. Yeah. Except sometimes there's snow. Yes. There's snow. Yes. Yeah. Do you like it when there's snow yeah. on the ground? Yes. Do you ever throw a snowball? Um, yes. Yeah. Who would you hit with that snowball? Um, Sarah Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah? Sarah's not at Grandma's. You'd probably hit Hudson with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Also, when we go to Grandma's house, okay. you see lots of cousins. The cousins and Cole, Cole and yeah. Timon. Cole is one of your cousins and Timon. Who else? Um, Aunt Mel. You see Aunt Mel. That's right. Yes. Who are some of your other cousins? You got Cole. Cole. Timon. Timon. Who else? Jackson. And Ethan and Calder. Yep. Who's your girl cousin? Jenna. Yeah, that's right. You you have more cousins, but that's definitely some of them. You like all your cousins, right? Yes. Yes, they're fun. That's a fun thing about going to grandma's. When you go to grandma's, you also get lots of good food. Yeah. Yep. What kind of good food does grandma make for you? What are you doing spaghetti. yawning? Spaghetti. Grandma makes you spaghetti. Yes. Yes. Does she make anything else? Me brushing a compote. <laughs> That's usually my signature recipe instead of grandma's. Yeah. Does she make any kind of cookies or anything um, like that? Um, cookies. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Are they good? Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. good. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Anything else about going to grandma's? Um, on the way? Yeah. We get to stop at a gas station. Yes. And okay. you get to go in and get junk food? Junk food. Yeah. Is there any specific thing you like to get? Yeah. What? Bottle Pepsi. Yeah. I know that shocks everyone that that's what you would pick. Okay. What if you were going to stop at a fast food restaurant on the way? What would you pick? Um, Wendy's. Wendy's? Okay. Yeah. What would you get at Wendy's? Dr. Pepper. Would you get anything to eat? Fish fries and hamburger. Okay. Very good. Very, Very good. good. Okay. All right. To sum this up, are you excited about Christmas? Yes. Yes. Can you tell everybody Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas, guys. Good job, good Jordan. Job. You be, you'll be a good job. Good job. You did a great job. Great job today. Welcome to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. I'm Jackie. Ben's out for this one. So it's just going to be me. And today I am going to talk all about Christmas tips, stories, things we've learned over the years to help Christmas be a more magical experience for Jordan and then therefore our whole family. I will say Christmas because Christmas is what we celebrate, but a lot of my tips will work for most holidays. It's not necessarily Christmas specific. Um, but anyway, if I was going to be asked what is probably one of the best things we've done to help make Christmas a more joyous, joyous occasion in our house, and it, I would say it is teaching Jordan to like presents. And if you don't have a lot of experience with individuals with disabilities, that probably sounds odd. Like, why would you have to teach someone to like presents? But when Jordan was young, three, four, in the height of autism, um, 
she really did not find joy in presence. And I think part of that was the autism. And I think part of that was I wasn't being a good gift giver. And I'll explain that. So I was new to the world of autism and you know, I was a young mom and I, I was thinking of all these things that like a three-year-old little girl should love. And that's what I would get. And I remember it was probably the Christmas when she was three that I was, I was really excited. And I had gotten her this toy kitchen that was just so cute. And a lot of these other things too, but it's the kitchen that really sticks out in my mind. And I was just excited about it. And so I, you know, built up all these hopes for Christmas morning and let's just say Christmas morning did not go anywhere close to that. She took a look at the kitchen and she could care less. And back in those times, she also cried a lot and especially of a morning. Um, So here it is, we're waking up and we're rushing right in. Everything's different. We have this large toy kitchen in our family room And so she just started crying and she kept crying and she didn't really have any desire to open the rest of her gifts, which of course then made me cry. And it was just one of those series of events where I had such high expectations, but I wasn't necessarily meeting Jordan for where she was. And so the following Christmas, I made up my mind. we were at least going to have a better Christmas or it wasn't going to be, we weren't going to do the same thing over again and expect different results. So several weeks before Christmas, I decided I was going to see if I could teach Jordan to like presents. And what I did was I picked out things that had strong value to her. It might not have strong value to anyone else, but to her it did. And she's always loved ribbons always loved ribbons. Um, she liked to, she likes to like twirl it in her hands and she just loves ribbons. And so she also for years loved baby food peaches. I'm seriously, I thought at one point I was like, she's going to be 20 and still eating baby food peaches, but she loved those things. So I set out to teach her to like gifts. And so the very first day we did it, I had the gift very, like I had a thing of ribbon very loosely wrapped to where it was very easy to undo. I would have a large, like you could, you could already see it. Like I had it ripped open part of the way. So she could literally look at that package and see there was ribbon inside it. And I would help, I helped her open it and she got the ribbon then. And again, the ribbon had such a high value to her. So then the next day, I did a similar thing and, but I maybe put like baby food peaches, but I never put it inside a box because you don't want, I didn't want her to open the wrapping paper, but then see a box and to her, she would lose interest. I wanted her to instantly remove the wrapping paper and see something of high value to her. So I would wrap up the baby food peaches again, have it torn open, but not quite as much, but she could see it and she would tear it open. And each day leading up to Christmas, I would do something like that. Again, a gift that had very high value. And I might do ribbon like, you know, 10 of the days. It didn't matter. She could have ribbon every day and she'd still love it. But each day, I had the gift wrapped a little bit 
tighter to where by the last day she couldn't see anything in the package. She just opened it because she pretty much had learned by this point it's going to be something good. And that Christmas, so that Christmas, she was excited to open presents. But what I had to make sure to do that Christmas is make sure I wrapped things that had value to her. Because if I went right back to wrapping a sweater or wrapping that toy kitchen that I thought she should like, that didn't hold value in her eyes. So, and I'm sure many of you, if you have a child with autism, you can understand this. She has, she had, and still does, has very limited interest. So I had to think outside the box. And so I might've wrapped up something that I knew she wasn't going to care about, but like, you know, clothes or something, but I would put ribbon inside the box or I would put Skittles inside the box with it. Or I would, or I actually, I usually didn't use a box. I would just wrap up, you know, the shirt with Skittles or the, you know, the, some type of toy that I wanted her to like, but I would put something that I knew she liked with it. So that way, when she started tearing open that paper, she quickly saw something that she found value in. And that it, it only took that year of doing that every day for a few weeks leading up to Christmas. And from that day on, she loves presents. And when I say loves presents, she loves them. Um, and so if, but I, I had to back up and I had to look at, first of all, am I giving her something that she finds value in or that I found value in? Because if I was just doing it and what I found value in, I'm never going to get her to like these presents because what it's a waste of her time to her. And so to this day still, like I will get her, you know, things that I know she'll eventually like, like a pair of new shoes or things. But I also try to get, she loves gift cards. And it isn't even so much about going and buying something with the gift card. She loves the pictures on the gift card. So like, or like even a Starbucks card, she loves it. And she wants to, she wants to pack that card around. She takes it with her everywhere. She loves it. So I just always make sure still to this day, I make sure there is a large part of her gifts, even if they're not the most common thing, it's something that she would enjoy. You've probably heard her mention on other podcasts or on, you know, our social media. If you ask her what she wants for Christmas, she would say a Mary-Kate and Ashley CD or DVD. And so I don't know if you guys remember, it was like the Olsen twins. They were on Full House. And after they left Full House and they got older, they went on to do these series called like You're Invited. And so they would go to like Mall of America and all these different places and they would sing songs And she has always loved those videos. And so I think now sometimes it's just her go-to response, but she also does love getting them on Christmas morning. And so every year I try to make sure I have at least one Mary-Kate and Ashley CD or DVD for her. And so this year I got to make a mental note. I cannot let her listen to this podcast before Christmas. But this year I took it a step further and I, I was able to order a DVD off of Amazon. Thankfully, they still have them. But I don't know if you guys remember those old school DVD portable players. So like you could put the DVD in it. It was like a kind of like a little miniature laptop looking thing. 
But I thought of that for her and I got one off Amazon and I think she's going to love it because she usually gets these DVDs, but we don't even have a DVD player anymore. And so, but she loves packing it around similar to how she does with the, um, how she does with the gift cards. She loves packing around a CD or a DVD, but I'm really excited this year because I think she's going to be excited over getting that. So I am very hopeful because it's like, I always try to make sure with Hudson, like that he, he gets gifts that he's going to be excited about that morning and want to play. Well, I want the same thing for Jordan. Like I want her to like open things that then she could use that day. So I am excited about that one. Um, but in general, Christmas presents have been something we have taught her how to enjoy. And then we have stuck with every year the making sure to do the mental check. Is this something she would enjoy? And, you know, another thing, I almost always wrap up food because if you know Jordan, you know, she loves food. And so like her favorite cake mix, her favorite icing, like I will wrap those up as gifts for her because she gets so excited over it. So if you have a child that does not necessarily love opening gifts, I highly recommend you trying that because I think, I think it could help a lot. And it just makes Christmas and birthdays and every celebration with gifts. It makes it so much more fun. Um, when the, when the child finds a joy in opening it and I, I'll catch myself. I always say child because Jordan will always be my child. But even though she's 21 now, she's always going to be my child. I always still say too to Hudson, I was like, Hudson, you're always going to be my baby. And he goes, what about when I'm 40? And I was like, yep, you're still going to be my baby. So anyway, that was a side note. When I say child, just know that's she'll always be my child to me. Um, okay, so let's talk about some other things. Christmas traditions. I I don't know about you all, but... I sometimes over the years would find myself kind of in a bit of sadness over maybe some of the things we couldn't do, the things that for years it was hard for us to go to church. Um, we didn't have a church that Jordan could go to. And so you start feeling sad about all the traditions you're not able to do. But we started shifting and trying to come up with traditions that we could all do as a family. And so if you're struggling in those areas and maybe you have a child that, you know, it is hard to go out to do anything, you know, one of the ideas I always have is Christmas lights. And maybe your child with autism, you know, needs like to watch a movie in the car. It's still something your whole family could do together, you know, watching a movie, popping popcorn, whatever that is, but just coming up with a tradition that works within your family. Because as soon as we started figuring out our own traditions, I started getting less sad about seeing the traditions that I before felt like I was missing out on, um, which also then leads me to food. Food is always the way to Jordan's heart. But if you think of family dinners and Christmas and everything, it's all, it's so much food driven and that's hard. And like when Jordan was little, 
um, we started noticing she struggled with gluten and it would make her feel bad. She'd cry. Her legs would break out into a horrible rash, but she was really young. And so it was hard to communicate. Like she couldn't tell that's why she was feeling bad. So when we removed gluten, it was hard in the beginning because she liked rolls <laughs> and so Christmas going places would be a disaster because she'd see them there. She couldn't have them. So I share this because if you are someone hosting a dinner and you have some, you know, there's someone in your family or friend that is coming that has a child with a disability. Um, maybe they don't have a food allergy, but maybe it's just, you know, whatever. Ask that parent, what can I do to help this meal go better for, for that child, because that I think can go a long ways in making the family feel more comfortable. But the other thing is, again, I think we get stuck in the tradition of, you know, a, a Thanksgiving meal is supposed to be turkey, mashed potatoes, Christmas is whatever, ham, but it's whatever that tradition has become within your family. But what I always try to do is at least have something that Jordan considers a favorite because I want her to sit down to that table and I want her to see something that she loves because honestly, that's what most of us do. We, we look forward to that Thanksgiving, that Christmas dinner, and I want her to look forward to that as well. So, and it might be something completely not traditional, but that's okay. Um, I have all the other days of the year to work on getting her eating other things, which by the way, anymore, that's not a problem for Jordan. She'll eat anything, um, within what she can. But, um, for some kids, I know that's a struggle. And so you might be working on getting them to branch out and eat more things. I don't believe Christmas day is the work, the day to work on that on Christmas day, let them have things they enjoy. It's going to take stress off your plate and it's going to make their dinner more enjoyable, which in turn is going to make your dinner more enjoyable. The next day you can pick back up on getting them to eat new things, but I just feel like the more stress you can take out of the holiday meal, the better off it's going to be for everyone. So um, again, for Jordan, that's really not a problem anymore. Like she'll eat She'll sit down and eat turkey. She'll eat the green beans. She's just a great eater. But I will, for example, make a gluten-free macaroni and cheese because I want her to sit down and have something to look forward to. Even though she would never complain, I just want her to sit down to a favorite. So um, that would be something, you know, take as much stress off of yourself by setting the day up for success. And, you know, I, there's a lot of kids that to try to go to someone else's house is nearly impossible. And, you know, again, stay home on Christmas then, but maybe a week later, try to go to that house, even for, a, you know, your, your parents' house, your in-laws to practice and then practice throughout the year so that then maybe by the next Christmas, they would be able to, but don't, you know, I, I don't think that's worth ruining your Christmas to try to get them there on that actual day. I think there's a lot of other days throughout the year you could practice it and get to where hopefully in a Christmas to come, you would be able to do that. So um, that's kind of some things on, you know, Christmas, Christmas meals and the chaos of Christmas. But I want to go back for a minute on gift ideas. So I was telling you guys about teaching your child about liking gifts. 
Well, it also becomes very challenging because so many of our kids are are really limited on interests. I remember when Jordan was, you know, pretty young and she took an interest in like a basketball. And I was so excited because it was like a regular toy that I could do something with with her. We could each set like on a side of the room and we could roll it back and forth to each other. So let me tell you, we ended up having every different type of basketball, every color. We had every like bouncy balls, big ones, like everything because I had found something she liked. Um, but I also sometimes literally just thought outside the box. I think it was the year that I did the disastrous kitchen that did not work. Uh, she was a very sensory oriented kid. So I bought a great big Tupperware container and I went to the grocery store and I bought bags of like beans and I dumped them all in there. And that was hands down her favorite gift that year. She would play in those beans and she would dig in there and she loved it. And so I had to let go of the idea. No, she's not going to want a toy kitchen. She's not going to want a baby doll like maybe some other three or four year old girls would. But seeing her enjoy it and having that joy was way better than trying to force her to like something that she clearly had no interest in. So if you have a sensory child like that, um, we also did a Tupperware full of rice. I don't recommend that. Beans are much easier to clean up, clean up off the floor than rice. Oh my gosh, we had rice everywhere. So I would stick more towards the bean route. But literally, I bought one of like, you know, those great big Tupperwares. It, I didn't do one very tall. I did kind of like the kind that slid under your bed um, and just filled it with it. And there was time she would be sitting in it. And um, we then eventually ended up using it for like speech therapy because we would hide things in it and we she could pull it out and we would have her say like the first sound of it, but it made it better for her than just doing a traditional speech therapy. Because again, she didn't care about a lot of things, but that gave it value to her. Um, also, miniature trampolines, always a good gift for Jordan that, you know, that was something neat, a bean bag. A lot of our kids need a lot of sensory. And so when you sit in that bean bag, it kind of sinks in around you. Um, so I always think that one's kind of good DVDs. And I know that sounds crazy, but for pretty much any age kid, they like the actual feel of it. And if they're like Jordan, you're going to go through a lot of them over the course of the lifetime, but they like packing it around. And so it, it is different than just the going online and streaming something. So maybe try like their very favorite, you know, character or whatever show, getting it on an actual DVD. And those little DVD players I was telling you about now, they're not very expensive. And so, I mean, I remember we had one years ago, kind of when they first came out and they were expensive and Jordan was young, so we would break them. So to see the price on them now, I was like, oh, this is great. But anyway, food, if you have a child that has very, very few interests, because you might be thinking, I don't know anything to buy my child and that they would like. It might be goldfish. It might be, you know, a favorite kind of candy. There is always something. It's just thinking outside the box that they would enjoy, 
you know, favorite chips, anything like that, wrap it up. Because again, it's letting them find the value in the gift. Um, something else we do often for Jordan is a photo album. Jordan loves looking at pictures. She loves people. And so taking, a, take like on Shutterfly, going through and taking pictures that were important to her throughout the year. So what I try to do is her friends, pictures of her eating dinner at restaurants, anything she's going to look through the book and find instant joy. Like she loves seeing pictures of like friends and her sitting there eating pizza or at, you know, riding a roller coaster. So I would make her own Shutterfly book of those types of things so that she could get it and look through it. Um, And, you know, I, I shared that one year with a friend. And to this day, she always does that for her daughter. And it's one of her daughter's favorite gifts. Um, so anyway, that's always one that I really like as well. Um, gift cards, the thing with gift cards, like Jordan loves to go out to eat. So if you're going to have something that, you know, maybe they're very hard to buy for, but you still like, you need to tell the family member something they could get like a gift card. That could be something your whole family could enjoy. It might be to a restaurant. It might be to amusement park. But for example, if you're going to get a gift card to go to, I mean, like for us, we have six flags, look through, look through magazines and see if you can find any pictures of roller coasters or print them off on the computer. So you can put those pictures along with the gift card to give it more value and meaning. Um, same way with, you know, food, if they don't like Jordan finds value in the gift card itself. She loves the pictures on like, she can instantly look at it and be like, Oh, I got a Starbucks card. But if maybe your child doesn't, but they have a favorite food or a favorite restaurant, again, make like this little book thing or a little page that has all kinds of, you know, the different things they could eat at this restaurant and give them those pictures to go along with it because it'd add more value than just the card itself. Um, you know, a gift card to go to the movies, because if it's something your child would be able to enjoy, It's also something your whole family could enjoy together. And the night you go to the movies, you could be like, oh, hey, we get to go to the movies because Jordan has this gift card, you know, and it it makes brings them full circle into the family, Um, maybe a season pass to the zoo. But I just think a lot of times we just need to think outside of the box better and more and remember that it's it's not necessarily about us. It's a, well, there's no, not necessarily, it's not about me. It's about Jordan. And so I need to think of what she's going to find value in. And when she sits down at that table to eat, what is she going to find value? What's going to be her favorite when she, you know, opens that present from under the tree, what is she going to love? Um, so anyway, those are some things we've done throughout the years that I think have helped shape Jordan and then also our whole family into being able to enjoy the holidays. Because one thing I'm so thankful, we don't have to divide, like me go one place with Jordan or stay home with Jordan, Ben and Hudson go another place. And I know there's so many families that have to do that and it breaks my heart. And so none of these things are going to be magical. Um, They're not, but they might be able to help add a little bit of extra joy into your holiday season. And so for anyone that's listening that maybe does not have a child with autism, but they have a relative, 
just remember extra patience, extra understanding, extra kindness. If that family says they're not able to come over to your house this year for Christmas, no, it's not personal. It's not. It can be a huge challenge for families. If you are an educator listening to this, you know, you might be able to start practicing, you know, tearing open those presents at school or you know, sitting down at the table to learn to eat at the table. There's all kinds of different ways that everybody can work together to help make the holiday season smoother for everyone. So I hope some of these tips have helped. I really appreciate you guys listening along. If you don't already follow us on social media, you can find us at Summer Shirt Project at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And if you want to do any Christmas shopping with us, Our website is BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. We appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.